This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Missy Darden, and today we are joined by two special guests. The first is Haley Cash, who serves on my team, Team Member Experience, and she oversees the work on our national employer brand, and she'll be joining our discussion focused on team or value propositions and local employer branding. So Haley, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Missy. I'm really excited. And our another guest is operator Jazz Baines from Ronart Park FSR in Ronart Park, California. Jazz, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me, y'all. Doing great. Super excited to have you join us and excited to hear from you on your team of value proposition and becoming the local employer of choice. Uh, but without further ado, I will pass it over to Haley, who's going to lead our conversation today. Thanks, Missy and Jazz. Really excited to be chatting with you today. How did you become a Chick-fil-A operator? What was that journey like? Yeah, thanks, Haley. Um, okay, so I was a 17-year-old um, high school student walking into senior high school, and and I knew senior prom, or I think it was called senior ball was happening that year. And so my mom and dad would not were not going to give me any money to like go on a date and that whole thing. And so I just needed a job, and Chick Fil A was the only place that was going to hire me. So I, I walked into the trailer um, at the Chick Fil A in Elk Grove. And the operator told me to come back that day for my second interview. And so just kind of the rest was kind of history. Well, you had bigger plans and it's in store for you for sure. So then how did you grow with the company and then eventually become an operator? Like, how did you know you wanted to be an operator? Yeah, so I was given opportunity after opportunity within the restaurant. Um, I actually tried to quit um, at one point, about a year and a half into working um, at Chick-fil-A. And the operator said... Her name is Mary Pratt, so she's no longer with Chick-fil-A now. But she said, hey, I think you might want to stick around. You've got a bright future. And like those words have just kind of stuck with me since then. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of easy. Might as well just keep collecting a you know, paycheck every two weeks. Because at that point, it was just a job for me. I don't really know what I was going to do. So I was going to school for, I started going to school for um, business um, admin at Sac State and kind of bounced around to a different Chick-fil-A. And that operator gave me some more responsibility. And so I got to oversee like the schedule. I got to oversee a team of leaders, helped like raise up leaders. And I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. Um, and I'm good at this. And it was, it was like the first time that I felt like I was good at something. And so there's a lot of affirmation. Um, and just a lot of like... I don't know, just a lot of comp. I just felt very confident what I was doing. And then I was given opportunities to go do grand openings as a trainer and then was sought out uh, by Andre Kennebrew to become a grand opening supervisor. Um, And I was like, wow, like I'm actually, I think I'm actually really good at this. And so it was just like one opportunity after another that just kind of came, came at me and I was able to seize it. So when I visited your restaurant a few weeks ago, um, I, as I recall, it's about an hour north of San Francisco. It's about an hour drive from San Fran. Um, so obviously a unique market, right? You're not in like the heart of a city. Tell us a little bit about your market just for context in terms of like, who is it that you're trying to hire? Who is it that's working in your restaurant? Yeah. So, um, yeah, an hour north of San Francisco, which is actually really great because I'm right between Santa Rosa and Petaluma. Fortunately for me, I'm two miles away from a um, CSU or California State University. And that has 93, 9,500 students. They're all transplants. 
like they're coming from Southern California. They're coming from Northern California where Chick-fil-A has had a longstanding uh, history and uh, of just doing business. And so those operators have like really paved the way and they've taught these guys what Chick-fil-A is all about. And so like, for me, we're fortunate enough to know, like when people walk through our doors, they're like, Oh yeah, we love Chick-fil-A. We know exactly like what it's all about. Here's our favorite item. Here's what we love about it. And so for me, we're marketing to college students coming into this. I knew that we'd have turnover. Um, and it was just going to be a matter of, are we going to have good turnover or bad turnover? Um, and so, yeah, so for us, we're marketing to the college students and then we just have a working middle class as well too, um, that we've been able to benefit by hiring as well. So knowing that obviously you have this large college demographic, um, and you have, again, this kind of a little bit like a suburban demographic in a way, how have you thought about the benefits that you offer? And do you have anything that's really unique to your restaurant or how do you kind of stay on top of that? Um, and really either retaining that college worker, um, or figuring out how to attract that college worker. Sure. So I'd say like the reinvent continuously comes to mind. Um, so fortunately for me, like, so 33, I was an operator. I became an operator when I was 26. And so I still kind of felt young. I still feel young now, but like I quickly felt like there was a, there's a gap between myself and the team members that we hire. And I'm like, I have no idea what kind of language you're using. I have no idea what this means. I think if my operator had given me an iPhone back in the day, I'd have been super excited. Whereas I'm learning now, I'm like, they're actually not excited about some of this stuff. And so as far as like our market research goes, we've had to ask our team members like, hey, is this still working? Is this not working? So a couple of years ago, I offered a um, employee assistance program. And um, that was very shortly after we had lost somebody on our team. And so I was like, hey, this might be something that's beneficial for everybody. And maybe like seven people signed up out of the 95 employees that I had. And we ran it for another, like, we ran it for another year and nobody signed up for it. And we would talk about it at orientation. We talk about it through Basecamp, which is kind of like Slack for us. We talk about it in restaurant and like no one was excited about it. Like, and so we just kind of went away with that. I was like, Hey, there's no point in like putting this on my value proposition if the team members just are not going to want it. And um, I've had conversations even with some of my directors who are like, Hey, like we don't really want the insurance piece. Um, do you think we can just take that from as, um, uh, as part of our salary instead? And I've had conversations with all other operators and some said, yes, some said you shouldn't do it. I've kind of just sat back and I'm like, well, if this value proposition is really meant for my team members, then like, why not give them the opportunity to tell me what they want? And so I've got some folks that like decided to take the compensation instead of health insurance. And it means a lot more for their family. Um, and I've got college students that like, aren't going to sign up for that because they're still on their mom and dad's plan. Um, and so we're constantly asking, Hey, like, what is it that you guys are looking for? And we're constantly looking at our competition as well too. What, how would you say you keep a pulse on, you know, not only what your candidates want I'm, and, but also what your team wants. It sounds like you talk to your team a lot, but it also, and when I visited your restaurant, I, we were going through and Rhonda, your talent leader, was introducing me to everyone and everyone had these years of experience. So you're keeping them there and they enjoy their job. How much of that is really culture? How much of that is kind of staying in tune to it? How do you stay connected with your team? Is it, you know, one on one conversations? Do you leverage surveys? Are you um, really kind of, you know, getting that feedback through your leaders? Like what's your best practice in that way? 
Yeah. So I think it's all of the above. Um, and, and you kind of hit on it. Culture has been the biggest thing for us. It's just so hard to capture that on the value proposition, right? Like we can all day long say, Hey, it's going to be a fun, thriving workplace environment and you're going to feel cared for and you're going to feel loved and you're going to have opportunities to grow. But I think it's easy to say that, but it's harder to walk it out. And so I think we do a really great job of walking it out and, and you're right. Like I've got a really great talent director, Rhonda, but I've just got a really great leadership team as a whole. And so um, the way that I personally do that is like when I'm in the restaurant, I've made it a habit to try to talk to some of my team members and ask them like, Hey, why do you like working here? What do you, is this your first job? Why did you work at such and such place? Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to her name's Maria. She now, her nickname's Lulu. So Lulu was working in the dining room. She comes up to me after and she was just like, Hey, just kind of feels like family here. She's mm-hmm. like, I feel cared for. Like I have fun. I enjoy it. And she's excited. There's never been a day that I've seen her come to work where she just looks like she's dreading to be there. Um, and so that was awesome to hear. And um, we just started a uh, message thread on Basecamp called uh, Moose, hashtag Moose. And so it's our version of hashtag kudos with Slack. And we're just giving shout outs to people because the team member engagement survey helped us realize that our team members are like, hey, we'd love to get more recognition. Um, and growing up for me, recognition was not something that like I grew up with. And so I, I have I have to make it a habit to like, go on praise versus just critique. And so um, one of the things that like I had to personally do because I can walk into the building and be like, here's all the 15 things that are going wrong is I started carrying around $5 gift cards to different places like Starbucks, um, Crumble Cookie, and try to catch people doing it right. And so something my executive coach um, taught me a couple of years ago, he's like, hey, you're gonna have to work really hard at walking into the restaurant and noticing that team member um, just go the second mile with that guest or carry out that order, carry out the large order. Because for me, it's like, Hey, like I grew up doing this. This is what Chick-fil-A is all about. And this is what you're supposed to do. Right. And it's so easy to like, forget that, like, those are the things that separate us. And those are the things that probably need to be thanked and praised. Um, and my talent team has gone from one person to three people. So it makes it a lot more, um, makes it easier to press it, check in with all the team members. I kind of want to pivot a little bit to talk about how you share this and market this externally. So um, talk to us a little bit about kind of how you do that, even a little bit about the roles and how they balance it. Um, but what is your strategy there on how you get your value proposition out to just whether it be customers that you're you're wanting to take interest in roles or just, you know, the community and even like the colleges? Sure. Yeah. So um, I've always kind of ascribed to the idea that like every marketing event should also be a hiring event. Um, you're out in the community and you are just showcasing what Chick-fil-A is beyond the four walls of your just actual brick and mortar building. Right. And so one of the things that I think that we could do a better job of is like talking about it a little bit more. I think sometimes we can get in the habit of like, Hey, we've got it up on a wall and that signs there and some people are going to, they're going to notice it. And so I think what helps us out, like with that $500 retention bonus or a $250 referral bonus that we offer is that we're constantly talking about it in base camp. Like we take a picture of the team member, they're holding cash. It just kind of builds like this excitement of like, oh, wow, I can get $250 if I refer somebody. Or if I just stay an extra two weeks to hit my one year, right? Like I get $500. 
and and for me, I think sometimes I've often thought about like, well, you know, what if somebody just stays at two weeks to collect up a hundred dollars and they leave the very next day? I'm like, great, I got two extra weeks out of them, right? And and that was like well worth it to me. Um, and so, but now that I think about this question a little more, I think it's like our our team members are becoming raving fans of our brand and our restaurant, and like that might be the um, the avenue that we pursue next to just kind of get the word out more about like, Hey, you know, you're like, you can sign up for a 401k plan, like, or there's a, there's a leadership development stipend. Um, and so things like that. So I think leveraging our team members would be something that we pursue next. What advice would you give to other operators who are either kind of starting out this journey and trying to develop this value proposition, or maybe some who are kind of have one, but maybe want to gut check? What advice do you have? So I I would say like, you really got to get to know your team members. Like, what is it that they want? Figuring out what they need and then building it around them. So I recently watched Air Jordan and Matt Damon, like as so as he's there, he works for Nike, right? In this movie. And if you guys haven't seen it, so sorry. I feel like Missy's definitely seen it because she's getting really excited over here. <laughs> well, like all these, there's all these like great brands out there, right? And Michael Jordan comes out of high school uh, or he's coming out of college. I can't remember at what point and they're having conversations with him. But like Matt Damon decides, he's like, hey, we need to build a brand brand around Michael Jordan right? Not have him wear our shoes. We want to build a shoe for him. And then we're going to market that shoe. And so when I think about when I first became an operator, I was like, great, I'm going to create a team member value proposition and then have my team members fit into that. Like that only, that was only so successful for, it was just for a short period of time. And so as I think about Aaron Jordan, what Matt Damon did for Michael Jordan, it's like, Hey, like, does this, is this, team member value proposition getting built around the team member or, or is it the other way around? And so, so if you're, I, I, my advice for operators that have been doing this for a long time is just like, Hey, go back and reinvent continuously. Ask like, just pull your team members. It's so easy. You don't have to send out this like survey or anything like that. Just check in with them to know if one, to even know if they know about it. And then two, to know if like some of the things that you do offer are so relevant to them or if they'd want a PTO instead of $500 retention bonus. Right. Um, and then, and then secondly, if you haven't done this before, like go watch the movie, <laughs> the movie's great um, and build something around the team member, right? Like, and then that team member becomes that raving fan and they sell your team member value proposition to future team members. Um, and as you become that employer choice. I think we all know to have an effective talent attraction strategy, it's kind of like an always on approach, right? So you're not, you know, you don't want to wind up in a situation where you're short staffed and then you got to go out and quickly hire a bunch of people to have an effective talent attraction strategy to really invest in your employer brand, meaning means being always on and really thinking about it day in and day out. It talked to me about how you've kind of empowered those leaders to own that and to like have the um, support to come to you with these ideas. Like what's that dynamic look like? How do you, how have you built such a strong leadership team? Yeah. Well, so there's, there's a no, we're not going to stop hiring rule. That's like, that's just the thing that uh, I'm like, Hey guys, like again, going back to like, Hey, what happens if the Michael Jordan chick flows walks by and like you create space for that person um, on your team. And, and that might mean that we have to really look at the rest of our, you know, the, our team members, like, have we really rate, have we really held them accountable? Have we raised that bar of excellence? Um, 
And so we, we don't stop hiring. Um, like I have my leadership style is like, Hey, figure it out. Like here's, here's some resources and I need you to figure it out. Like here's where we stack up against others. And so I need you to get out and don't just look at what other Chick-fil-A's are doing, but like, what is, what is Facebook doing? What's Google doing? Like, is there something out there that like, that we could bring in and it may work for them, but like, how do we translate that over to Chick-fil-A? Um, I think I've got a great leadership team um, because I've given them opportunities to grow and develop. I've always told them like, Hey, it's, here's my sandbox, go ahead and play in it um, and do what you want to do. Like I'll be here to like catch us if we do fall. Right. And if you do break your leg or something, but I'm giving you an opportunity because somebody gave me an opportunity to iron out what kind of leader I was going to be. I wanted to pursue chick play, why I cared about it, what my why was. And so fortunately for me, and because of my relationships with folks throughout the years, I've had um, some really great leaders move and come work for me who've pursued a, a career with chick fil um, and, and I think it's, I'm fully transparent with them. We're fortunate to not have um, just a really great leadership team as a result. So as we kind of wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to share or anything else on your mind in terms of your employer brand strategy or your value proposition? Sure. Yeah. So um, I was 17 when I got hired to Chick-fil-A and, and I'm not, there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong out there of what age should we be hiring team members, but it is hard for me to ever pass up on a 17 year old um, because of, because it's harder to manage that team member. Because when you're in high school, I think when you're 14, 15 years old, you can only work three hours a day. You have to be off by seven o'clock and the, the penalties, even if they go over a minute in California are just outrageous. 16, 17, you start to work four hours a day. Um, and there was a season where we kind of went away from that. We were like, okay, we're only going to hire somebody if they're 18 and older. Right. And I was like, I sat back and it didn't really sit well with me. And um, one, because I was a 17 year old team member and we have had some amazing 14, 15 year old team members come work for us. Um, and so, and, and so please don't hear me say like, Hey, I think everybody should hire 14, 15, 16, 17 year olds or minors, right. Or shouldn't. But like, I think that can also be part of a value proposition and now it's surely not doing it. The Amy's across the street wasn't doing it. And so here we were hurting for talent and we're not tapping into a group that wants to really work. And we've had some amazing team members as a result. And so I think that like, it's hard to draw a hard, like a hard line say, Hey, no, we're not going to ever do this. Um, and so I would, I would just say like, maybe, maybe it's time to kind of revisit some of that. Like what was once working, what once made sense? Like, does it still make sense today? Could some of these miners fill in the gaps for you at dinner time? Um, or they're a great hire during the summertime. Um, and so it was, it was hard for me to pass on 17 year olds cause I was a 17 year old and, um, I was given an opportunity. And so I'm always gonna have a spot for them in my heart. Um, but I, I would say, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, Hey, does it still make sense for your business to not hire a minor, um, or, or hire minors? So. And my last question is, did you end up going to prom? Did you make the money you needed? I did. 
I did. So I paid for her ticket, my ticket, her dress, all of it. It was great. You paid for the dress? I did. That is awesome. Thank you, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Thank you, Chick-fil-A Elk Grove. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you, Jazz. This has been great. Missy, I'll toss it back to you. Jazz, all of your Nike references in Michael Jordan are just really making my day. That movie I also endorse. It was fantastic. Um, I'm also a huge Nike gal. Um, Anywho, thank you so much, Haley, for leading our discussion. And for those of you who are listening in and might have questions or want to learn more about Haley's work on revamping our national employer brand, please feel free to reach out to her at haley.cash at cfacorp.com. And thank you, Jazz, for joining us today and sharing all that you were willing to share with us about your employer brand and team of value proposition. And that will do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is a resource with articles, videos, podcasts, and all of their Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you have any questions or want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast, let us know at leadwellchickfilacom I'm Missy Darden, and thank you for listening in to the Leadwell Podcast. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.